Thanks for listening to this episode of Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Positive Cast. We are coming at you with a full recap, nights one and two of the Jim Lynam. That's L-Y-N-A-M. I think I was pronouncing it incorrectly in the past. We're not very good with names. That's not our strong suit on this podcast. <laughs> what we are good it's the at... the JLM. The JLM. Hashtag JLM. What we are good at is talking wrestling with people. And we got another special wrestler interview coming at you. Wrestlers. Yes. They're with wrestlers. I don't, I'm a little under the weather. I don't know if you can we're, tell. Yeah, we both are. <laughs> we're, we're pulling through. We're pulling through. Um, I don't think that this will just become... So I don't think this is going to become your like... Guest. Yeah. Wrestler y- guest podcast. Wrestler guest podcast. Like we obviously grateful for Trent um, from AEW introducing us to Paco and to our special guest, which I will announce right now, the besties in the world, the hottest tag team on the indie scene right now, one of the hottest tag teams on the indie scene right now. Very athletic, very hysterical, um, two great guys, and they're really cool people to meet in person. Trent introduced us to them, and we're very grateful for that opportunity to interview these these people that we, you know, we want pair money to go see. Uh, but j- this is to say that we're not going to become, we're trying not to be like every single other podcast out there. So it's not going to be like exclusive right. interviews uh, with all of our wrestlers. And, uh, and you listen to Marty and Sarah's podcast, right? Yeah. We're not going to be trying to become Nathan's wrestler. <laughs> right. <laughs> if you know what I mean. So like, this is a fantastic interview, in my opinion, because they're really cool guys. Yeah. And I think, I think one of the things that, that we try to do is just talk wrestling, talk about the shows that we go to. Yeah. And just, you know, it's, it's a time for us to just kind of wind down and kind of be like, all right, this is what we love wrestling. Yeah. We're not grilling them. Of, yeah. Correct. We're not grilling them on like, what's the gossip backstage? Like, who's right. got heat, uh, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Like, we're not trying to do that. We're not insiders. We're fans. Um, and I think our podcast reflects that. So, Without further ado, um, let's take it to our interview. This is before night one of the JLM, which was October 13th, in the upstairs of the Berwyn Eagles Club, which I have never seen before. Um, right, because the women's bathroom is upstairs. The women's bathroom is upstairs. <laughs> Chris, there was no, a shortage of seats. <laughs> have you ever seen the Family Guy episode where someone asked, uh, oh God, I, can't believe, I can't think of who's asking who, but they're like, how's heaven? And he's like, there's a shortage of chairs. Oh, no, I didn't see that. That's what it was. Uh-huh. You were sitting on the floor during yeah, this I, interview. Yeah, I sat on the floor. Uh-huh. You um, up. But yeah, it was a team. good time. And uh, we'll let you listen to our chat with Matt Fitchett and Davey Vig. We are joined by arguably the greatest tag team on the indie scene right now, <laughs> Mr. Matt Fitchett, Mr. Davey Vega. Hello, guys. How are you doing? Hey, guys. How are you? Hello. Thank you for that awesome introduction. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. We're fans of your work, obviously. Um, and yeah, thanks for coming on. So tonight, Fitchett, you got a big match tonight. How are you feeling? Uh, very good. Very loose and limber. Very loose and limber? Uh, yeah. That's good. Davey, why, why are you not in the bracket? That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. You have no idea. Uh, I mean, you would think somebody who's been here for five years showing up every show that he would be in the bracket, but right. 
Maybe it's because you're an Oh yeah, <laughs> maybe it's because you're an asshole. Uh, I mean, yeah, it could be. Yeah, that's I mean, that's that's part of your charm, though. Maybe correct. I pissed off AAW office. I don't know. I don't know. I think uh, I think you piss off a lot of people in the crowd. Dudes love to hate you. It's crazy, right? Right. I think it's the hair, man. Women the like hair. to hate them too. Women like to hate them. Just women everyone. Like How do you feel about them as of recent? You guys have been on the rocks, right? What women? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, Mister. I mean, women are sweet, dude. <laughs> I am fond of the women. Um. Yeah, a little, little rocky. Okay. Uh, a little bit of scotch on the rocks. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I kind of, I kind of enjoy it when, when he gets uh, booed and they start chanting "fuck you, Vega." Yeah, you yeah. would. Uh, you would. <laughs> I think the entire the last show that was here, I don't, it wasn't the last AW show. The last show that was here with the it was a six man tag with ACH. Yeah, yeah. I think mm-hmm. the entire except for me. I am a big fan of Dave. I'm on Thank like you. the I'm like one of five. I have one. You <laughs> heard here, right? He's the one that's. I'm there. like the one. I'm the one who stands up and claps after you win a match. Hell yeah. Hold on a second. Like, Hold on a second. And this is. Are the, you a fan of David Bay? Now be honest. Hey, he points at Chris. All right. Um, he's a cool dude, but <laughs> I'm Team Fitchett. <laughs> that's cool, man. Well, they're on the same team. I, I had to tell this to somebody else uh, that tagged me in a post. They're like, uh, you know, Vega's a great athlete. I just, I'm, I can't get into him. And I, I'm just, I'm not everybody's cup of tea, man. None right. of us are. I mean, yeah. like, I've had people tweet at me before and be like, exactly. you know, that Fitchett guy, he just doesn't do it for me. That's fine. I mean, you got, like, I don't know, 25 other flavors on the, uh, <laughs> exactly. the roster. So. Well, that, that's our thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you so want to explain that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, Charlie actually brought this to my attention when we are you know, working on the pod. And we're, our philosophy, if you may, is like wrestling is a buffet. There's something mm-hmm. there for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. So definitely, you know, AEW actually is one of the promotions that I favored because it, they do bring all that type yeah, of talent. Yeah, absolutely. Like, talent from all over the world and all types of styles. So there's yeah. something there for everybody. Uh, hashtag push Davey Vega, maybe? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I'll get behind that. Uh, it, it's funny uh, that you mentioned that six-man tag because yeah. give me a little bit of credit. They were actually cheering for me before they went into the fuck Davey Vega chance. <laughs> oh, so, okay. Yeah. Yeah, the fan club. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. So your guys' small fan club right. had, had going. It, yeah. it, uh, it expanded to uh, one section, and then they decided to add the fuck before Davey Vega. Uh, so. Yeah, that was a, someone always jumps in and taints yeah. the chance. We like to spread ourselves out, so yeah. like we're like at the four corners. <laughs> yeah. We're never like in a... So it sounds like there's a lot yeah, of... Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's cool. Yeah, but exa- that, that phrase, wrestling is a buffet, I, I, took, I heard it on like an MOW podcast so i can't like say that it's mine but i feel like it just fits um the time it fits like the time to be a wrestling fan right now oh, because yeah, it is such a good time to be a wrestling fan and there's so many different things like you can take this show and compare it to lucha underground and it just be completely different mm-hmm. the same guy is on the show too like your same guys are on the show and they're doing different things so yeah i mean it's the same thing like with even wwe now like there's so many different styles and flavors and like right you want, you want gimmicks there's uh, there's the uh, shit. What are their names? Um, Tyler Breeze and Fandango, oh, like doing their shit, which is hilarious. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you want like good wrestling, you have like the Usos and New Day tearing it up, and then you have Cesaro and Sheamus tearing it up. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it, good wrestling and tag teams. Like I, I think what it extend, uh, it expands to a lot of places now. They've mm-hmm. seen that it works, and right. it's like we should probably like maybe pick a little bit from everything and just throw it on a show exactly kind of and there's so much i mean there's way too much i don't like i i've never sat through a week and watched a pay-per-view raw smackdown nxt and it's 205. so hard 
it's there's like, there's like so much. So it's it's like you're sitting at a buffet yeah. table and you're like pick what you want. Right. You can't have all of it. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Or you could, but it's gonna take your entire it's day. Make oh, you yeah. sick. It's gonna make you one dedicated fan if you get to get through all of so, them. Yeah. So what kind of stuff right. do you guys watch? Do you watch? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I watch uh, I watch a lot of uh, New Japan. Okay. Um, that's pretty much, actually I think that's just about all I watch now is New Japan. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I kind of like I'm I'm kind of on the I pick and choose. I, I'm on a big uh, Tokyo Magnum kick right now. So okay. <laughs> so like Torimon and Dragon Gate and WCW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'll I'm go kinda, back and watch like old stuff too. Um, I got on a kick. I don't know why I was why I was on this kick, but I went through and watched like a lot of really old Starcades. Okay. Oh, okay. I went back and watched like a lot of those. Well, that's going to be back. relevant now. Relevant now again. Yeah, right? really so ironic sense. because yeah. I I was watching it and had no idea that they were going to. This was before they announced oh, okay. that. But mm-hmm. yeah, I went back and watched a shit ton of those and something else. I was watching too. I was watching AAA there for a while too, just trying to. I was just kind of doing that, just kind of maybe come up with some ideas and stuff like that for yeah. new stuff. But um, yeah, so but mostly New Japan. Yeah, I think that I, I was on a big New Japan kick too. I still kind of am, but it's hard to just fit all of it into like a schedule. But I feel like the the amount of time that they give those matches and every belt like feels like it's so damn important. Mm-hmm. Or some mm-hmm. of like the the things I like about that. Yeah. Um, the last triple mania or the last triple A like the triple mania. Mm-hmm. Although I can definitely understand like getting inspiration for moves. I feel like the last Triple Mania made me never want to like go back to that again because it was just so. <laughs> I, I didn't see it, but I heard things. The production value. So, yeah, I mean, they definitely have potential to do some stuff, but just you know, everything is so different, and it's kind of like you got to get accustomed to to what they're trying to do, and and then yeah. watch it with a different lens. So you know, cut them a break, bro. Come on. I, I guess I'll try. It. Chris <laughs> yeah. is obviously you can see by the shirt um, is our lucha consultant <laughs> right. here. He's Mr. Lucha. Has yeah, like, we, uh, we're actually wrestling, yeah, wrestling them, them on, on Sunday. Sunday. Oh. Are you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Glory Pro. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. How? Uh, tell me about. Tell me about that promotion. Working for Big Mike, right? Uh, it's the shits, man. <laughs> yeah. Just like, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> that no, was Fitchit. That yeah. was Fitchit. That was me, Big Mike. Come at me. Uh, I'm not afraid of you. No, it's it's fun. I mean, um, we, me and Vega, have actually like that venue. We're not strangers to it. The Alton Hall. I mean. Okay. Fuck man! You're, are you how from many that years? area, right? Yeah, St. Louis. Yeah, yeah, like the Alton, the Alton building that Glory Pro, a few places run in, but uh, St. Louis Anarchy actually ran there for okay. years, mm-hmm. and we pretty much—I mean, not to like toot our own horns or anything, no, but we pretty much built free. that place. Yeah, okay. I put um, Paco through a wall there. <laughs> yeah, threw him through the wall. I got in a lot of trouble for that. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, last <laughs> five years, like 2011, up until. Last year or the year before, whenever they yeah, they it was were last done. Last year, um, last almost a year ago. It was St. Louis Anarchy, and we yeah. pretty okay. yeah, and we pretty much we we pretty much built that place, and then mm-hmm. nice Glory Pro is like, hey, obviously we want to use you, yeah, because um, we know, and hey, we also want to piggyback off of that building, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and because like you know, Big Mike has we travel with Big Mike, he's yeah. seen us wrestle, yeah. and we you know we we're we're friends with Big Mike, so, cool. Um, it, it's it's an awesome place to be, especially with uh, you know he's professional, but he also can have fun too. So okay, it's it's a pretty relaxed. Uh, everybody wants to do well for Mike, right? Uh, but it's a relaxed environment. He seems like, like a good leader. Just yeah, for, I for don't sure. know him, mm-hmm. but just from from absolutely what I kind of see, and then the people that he's training too, like Reed, uh, Paco, right? Paco. Mm-hmm. They seem to be doing really really good as well. Now, Davey, you said you've been at AW for five years. 
Tell me about or right the last five. At yeah, least. so uh, there Has was it been like five? I thought it, was it was on and off for like like a year or two. Okay, and then there was I had like a ten month hiatus, but like the last like three years okay. or so, it's been consistent. Like I've been on pretty much every show. Tell me about your experience with because I feel like it's grown. This promotion in particular has grown mm-hmm. so much in Absolutely. like the last year, maybe too. Tell me about, I guess, how it was before or, like, the process of getting to this point as well. So when I was – I mean, the roster is completely different. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's still some mainstays. Right. uh, Like Elgin – now that Elgin's back, he was was there around that time. Right. I saw some some pictures where he had some hair. He had some Yeah, yeah. He had the the mullet at the time, I believe. Jesus, when did you start watching wrestling? Uh, I just – that was just, like, (laughs) spending time on Twitter. Looking back, yeah. Um, Yeah. my, Big Mike was there. Um, uh, Silas was a champion, and he I was having him. that. Yeah, yeah dude, mm-hmm. Silas is the man. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, he was having those uh, matches with Big Mike at the time okay. for the title. Uh, Hollister was still here, right? Uh, and he was getting he was getting pushed pretty hard at the time. Uh, and I think that was around the time where Danny actually started bringing in different people. Not that he hasn't done it before. Yeah. Um, but like, I think the first, I think what started like it all, value yeah, like shot, like Kevin Owens. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like and it transitioned, like Kevin Owens came in and beat Hollister for the heavyweight title. Okay. I don't even think, I don't even think Shane had the belt that long either. So no, I don't think so like, either. But like, it was like, boom. And then, then Shane won it back. And then I think sh- like something like that. Yeah. Uh, but like compared now compared to back then, like the roster was awesome. Like you, you had, you had Silas, you had big Mike, you had, uh, Jimmy Jacobs, uh, uh, OI4K BJ. was still there. Okay. Uh, BJ, um, and now it's like, uh, no, it, it's weird to say, uh, you know, because we're we're just in St. Louis. Uh, we're like four and a half hours from here, so we drive up. We're him and I, and then like some of the guys, like maybe some of the Ohio guys, like the OI4K crew, are like the only drive-ins. Okay. Like the rest of them are pretty much flights. Yeah, because like, yeah, that's how like, big the show's got. We kind of right. got like we got a little scared there for a little bit because like once that like I guess merger I guess or like I don't know the transformation of like what Correct. it is now. Uh-huh. Right. Like we watched all that, so like every time we showed up, we were just kind of like, all right, so this is going to be like the bonus check yeah. to where like thanks, thanks for where, yeah. uh, you know, thanks for having thanks us. Thanks for the hard work. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe we'll do something right. with you later down the road. Did you feel yourself yeah. kind of getting like pushed out a little bit? No, we were just in fear. It was. Okay. It wasn't like, even like okay. they were. Yeah, it wasn't even like they acknowledge. Like they weren't trying to push us out. It was okay. just like we were looking around and like, uh, the we're yeah, like yeah. The, every the guard is changing basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, I mean, like we were like at the time, like we weren't household names and yeah. we weren't fly-ins and like, we, I mean, at one point I took they had a flyer out and I took the flyer and I showed him and I go, you know, you realize that like. We're on this flyer, and everybody else that's around us, like, we're the only ones that aren't, you know, household names. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, flying. Yeah, yeah. Like, right. Are we going to be, like, the next one? Are we, to n- go? yeah, are we gone? Like, <laughs> yeah. are we getting, like, uh, yeah. For a minute there, it was kind of like, man, we can go at, like, any minute. Right. Yeah. But I think we've, at this point, have proven our worth. Yeah. Um, tenfold at this point. Like, you know, he's uh, the besties in the world, like, it's an over. It's it's hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, and that's not even me like being cocky about no. it. It's just like everyone's hands go up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've seen it. Yeah, three hundred seventy-five. Insane. It's, it's times insanity. Two. Yeah. Um. But now it's like we we pretty much have our roster spots on on lock. I think so. so. I think and if you, you left, know, people I'd would miss like, you. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and just give our you know pat ourselves on the back. Go for, for it. A second, but like <laughs> that was all us too. 
Yeah. Like, I mean. The idea of it or the, just. Yeah, the name okay. of it, like the whole, like, of how the we entrance. were going to just, like. Uh, the what? I'm like, the entrance? The, okay. That was him. The entrance was <laughs> 75% me, 25% Danny Daniels. Okay, only okay. because he said he would pay somebody extra to come out to that theme music. I would, I would, I would say <laughs> we that. Took, we were like, we'll take that, the bet. Yeah, I would say the music's about 50-50 on Davey and Danny. Okay. Because Vega put out a tweet about the song. They heard it in a gas station. I don't even remember what it consisted of. And then Danny tweeted at him saying, I'll, I'll put extra money in your envelope if you guys come out to that. And it's like, well, it's your show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, obviously we were going to take that bet because I yeah. don't care what I come so out then, to yeah, at this right. point. But like I, was, I thought it was going to be like a flash in the pan kind of thing. And I was just like, yeah. I, I didn't even like... Uh, <laughs> I'm not proud of it, but I didn't even know the song. So I'm like, I'm like, what the hell is this? I had to like look it up and like listen to him. Like this song's fucking terrible. <laughs> like, like not like a terrible song, but I'm like this song's like a terrible entrance song. Like you should never use this. And then yeah, I mean obviously uh, it kicked me in the ass, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and then like the whole entrance, like I had no idea what the hell to do. Like I like it didn't motivate me or anything. So I was like, "What the fuck am I gonna do coming out to this?" And then like <laughs> I just see him goofing off, and I was like, "This it was making me laugh in the entrance." So I'm like, "Fuck, man, if I don't do this, like you know, I might turn to a heel. Like if I don't do so, I started uh-huh. just doing the shit that he was doing, and then right. we fell into the groove, and now yeah. I just I love it. Like it's it's fucking great. It's not surprising to me at all that you picked the song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. Uh, uh, it, it was, I, I I have a wide range of music taste, um, and it was again it was me. I was uh, in a gas station in the bathroom, and it was literally playing. I was like, "Holy shit, they're playing this uh, at a gas station. This gas station is awesome." Yeah. And then Danny was like, "I'll give you, I'll I'll put extra money in your envelope if you use it tonight." That's and I was funny. like. <laughs> Like I'll take that bet. Yeah, like, I'll make it work. Like, <laughs> well, we have fans too tweeting at us. Like I'll give you ten dollars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. What about the uh, Letterman jackets? I wonder that. Well, who's that was my that? Idea. that was his idea. Good. So it's like I, a nice contribution. <laughs> yeah. Of yeah. I came up with the name too. Okay. It's true. Uh, it's very true. Um. Yeah, I don't even remember how the Letterman jacket. I think I was just like. We didn't really have anything. We were just kind of like out, like coming out in like t-shirts or like mm-hmm. or just no shirt at all. So I was just, I don't know, I just came up. I, I had saw something, it was like, uh, I think I sent him a picture, it was like two Letterman jackets put together. Like, they, it was kind of cool. Like, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I was like, we should do something like this. Yeah. And then, like, we talked to a guy that, uh, like, does a lot of stuff for, like, shirt places and and all that and things yeah. of that nature. So um, we were like, oh, we were thinking about doing something like this. And then he showed us, like, a list. Like, just gave us all these, like, different, like, types of jackets and yeah. stuff. And uh, we were trying. They had one, and it had our colors. It had the teal and the and the black on. I was like, "There it is. Perfect. Like, let's right. do it." Yeah. yeah. So yeah. then he got back to us and was like, "Oh, that's sold out. Like, they don't have it anymore. <laughs> oh, it was discontinued." Yeah. So instead of the black sleeves like we have now, it would have been teal sleeves. Yeah. So oh, I was like, I was like yeah. yeah, that's perfect. And then with the teal, teal, uh, uh, teal B. B, and then the besties in the yeah. world. He actually, the guy that we we go through, he created our uh, um, logo as well. Okay. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, he did. He did a lot of our our stuff for us. Um, shout out to Jason Klein. Yeah, shout out. Uh, but um, yeah. So then he showed us the the black on black, and I was like, oh, I mean, yeah, I guess that'll do. You yeah, know, we can make like, it work. And yeah. I again, like, I think everything that we did, like, we didn't really think it was gonna be like really over. 
We okay. were just kind of like doing it just so like we kind of had something. We looked more to solidify as like a the team. team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like we just, I like, I just felt like I was like, well, I feel like we need something to wear to the ring. Like yeah. I, I don't know why I felt like that, but I was like, I, I just feel like we need something to wear to the ring. So like I came up with the Letterman jacket thing, and those. Yeah. We actually had them ordered, and like the idea for a long time, it, they just took forever to get made mm. for whatever reason. But so like yeah, so then we got them like really late. But uh, so we we always had that in our back pocket too. Yeah. Are those available for sale? Feel See, free to buy. Didn't ask that. <laughs> that's a great question because, like he said, we 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 keep getting asked that. Like, yeah. somebody after every show is like, "Man, I want one of them Letterman jackets." Yeah, like the the weight on it would be like just so long, pretty long to the and point where people would get pissed. Maybe, probably. maybe. Yeah. And, and, and not only I that, I think it took like a couple of months for us to get ours. Yeah, I think it, it took, took like two or three months. Two to for three, us to get yeah, ours. for sure. And that's and because of expensive. delivery. Yeah, like, okay. we paid a lot of money for them. Okay. <laughs> like so no joke, not sounding so great. Yeah, right. Made and then make a profit off of them. We would have to sell them for like, you know, not double the price of what we paid. But I still feel like if we're like we have these jackets and they're this amount. Like yeah. we would go, Ooh, yeah, yeah. That's more than my ticket cost. <laughs> and that was that was the thing. It was like I'll take. This is what I'll do if if, if people are serious about it. I will take pre-orders. Yeah, you and I just didn't get enough interest a, at that for point. For a uh, so, long wait, okay. on um, them to come in. Yeah, yeah. You just have to wait. It's gonna be. It's gonna be at least at the very least probably three months. Right. To get one. So, okay. We might have but, to double check to make sure that the those jackets aren't like discontinued. Yeah. The other one too. Yeah, because who knows? It could suck. be discontinued. Great. So. Hey, would you guys say that I see once again? Just is just this is how I figure out like how shows are going on. There's no we've talked about this, Chris and I. Yeah. There's no like hub or source for at least in Chicago and probably everywhere of like all the wrestling indie wrestling shows that yeah, are going yeah. on. I figure out on social media. I just see like mm-hmm. a photo retweeted. So, but I feel like you guys are getting at least together getting a lot. Like the besties are getting a lot more bookings. I see you guys in Canada, right? Yep. Would you say that the momentum has been like? To, to your expectations and is this like the height of the besties run could it go higher or how do you feel it's about it's definitely like, gonna go higher okay um i think our expectations are actually are, are like this is awesome like we're riding this wave but we're hoping that our, our expectations are up here and we're just hoping that that wave gets mm-hmm. up that way yeah so yeah definitely i mean uh we have like we have goals and stuff like that yeah um like i i always kind of like set a goal like like almost like a step by step kind of thing. Like all right, let's work to this goal, and then once I achieve that, work to this one. Just kind of like to keep going, right? Because like, yeah. I feel is like it a lot of short term and yeah, a lot of short term, short term okay. that lead to like you know bigger things and stuff like that. So because uh, I just feel like if you do that in my head, like if I do that, like it, it'll always feel like the momentum's just still going and going, right. and going instead mm-hmm. of like going to this like one like oh I want to be in the Fed, and then like you get to the Fed and it's like well what do you do now? Right, right, right. Like, that's how mm-hmm. I kind of see it. And I think uh-huh. it keeps you a little bit more motivated if you mm-hmm. have more short-term goals than long-term. Correct. Like, like yeah. we have we have long-term goals, too, but, like, we have way more short-term goals than we do long-term. Yeah. So. And it, it'll, it'll, it'll lift your spirits, right? Absolutely. Like, if you're celebrating every Wednesday instead yeah. of, like, every month right. or once every month, then it, it, it keeps, keeps you a positive on the grind. Uh, w- I would love to hear, like, short-term or long-term, if you don't have to disclose anything. Uh, goals from both of you, if you would like to share, and I'm sure you've been asked this before, but I think there's there's some that yeah. we're gonna keep in our back pocket. Cause Please like, do. At, at times, like is, we don't want to sound like um, desperate or eager or anything yeah. like that, because yeah. like we're not. Because we're not but, we're not those guys that are like, hey, let me tag this company yeah. on Twitter. Yeah, we don't do that. Um, yeah. It's an it, the reason why I asked the question is because back to what we were saying earlier, we're coming full circle now. Back to what we were saying earlier about there's so much out there, like. Yeah. 
someone's goal it's i think it's wrong for like people if for us to assume that like wwe would be the goal it could be but there's you could go so many other places and do so many other different things and like make a living or do whatever so that's why i asked that question yeah well i mean like for me i mean i don't know what it what it is for him but for me like i look at wwe as like my retirement plan okay makes any sense um like because there's just I don't know. I just I want to have fun. And I just want to have like good matches and right. And uh, I just want to wrestle. Yeah. So, you know, I just I, I just look at like where I'm at now, and then I just kind of go off of that. But like okay. I like we, we I guarantee that by next year we'll be in Europe. Okay. So like nice. Um, that's like that's probably like our bigger goal. Like we have like smaller ones before yeah, yeah, that yeah. Yeah. to kind of like finish out the year and stuff like that. But like once 2018 hits, like for me, like when I like 2018 thing, I guess resolution or whatever the fuck you want to call it. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Uh, like I want to like do more like riskier things next year. Okay. Like not like necessarily in the ring. Like oh, I want to do a fucking double backflip into the fucking crowd or something like right. that. But like just like more riskier like things. I, I'd like I don't really know how. Yeah. To, like come out and say it, but like uh-huh. I just want to take more risks and stuff. Right. Like that. Get out yeah. of your comfort zone. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Not I'm in the ring, like, but yeah, like yeah, things just in do. general. Yeah. Just yeah. in general. I mean, like if it is in the ring, yeah. Like I'm gonna, like I'll try like different things. Like right. I'm not gonna go through a fucking barbed wire table with flames or anything. But I think Paco owes you a wall throw. <laughs> yeah. A throw through a wall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> would you do that? For, for me, uh, <laughs> yeah, through okay. a wall. All right. For me, WWE is, and I'm kind of on the same wavelength yeah. as him. Like, it's not like, uh, it's not going to crush me if I never make it there. Okay. Like, obviously, that's a good end all be all if you right. make it to that place. Um, but, like, long term, like, I think, like, Europe was a long term thing for us. Yeah. And then, like, Japan is a long term thing for me. But I can also, t- I could tell you it's on, on his list, too. Like, that'll we, be, that'll be the next one after Europe. Yeah. For me. We, yeah. That's, you're, you're moving, you're moving east. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, a, a lot of, we, we would love to do more, uh, overseas stuff for sure. Um, like, the continued bookings in Canada have really, have, yeah. have helped us out. Um, and then just like, I don't even know. Uh, there's, like you said, our momentum's gotten to the point where you're seeing us on shows everywhere at this at, right. at this point. So it's it's really awesome, um, and it helps us hit like our shorter term goals. Like our next goal is to, uh, in a few weeks, win the Revolver Tag Titles. Okay, um, I which, saw those that, plates being made. Like, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. that match will be a first for me because I've never been in a ladder match before. So oh, like, okay, I guess that's something to knock off the bucket list. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I'm also terrified. Okay. Because those fucking ladders scare the <laughs> shit out of me. Uh, like, my biggest fear is just getting hit in the fucking mouth and losing a tooth. Like, that's my biggest fear. Yeah. Like, I'll probably be walking around the ring with my hand over my mouth the whole time. Yeah. So, I, like, just, like, save a tooth. Like, I don't want to get my teeth knocked out. Yeah. Just get, gather inspiration from Cesaro because oh, he, he realized, you saw the shock in his face oh, and yeah. he's like, fuck it. I'm just going to spit blood everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that he didn't even lose a tooth, he just shoved it they further into up, his head. Yeah. That's oh, true. is that what's it, happening? Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was buried in his, like, uh, in his bone. He had to get here. stitches on his lip. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. It, it was like, so like, I know, thought he I, like, shattered it. No, it was like, like how it back just got shoved up like an inch. Oh, yeah. which I think it's even worse. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Be, I'd rather have that Because, like, the, it connects into the bone. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you had to have some kind of surgery, surgery to fix yeah. that. Yeah, you yeah. had to, like, shatter that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. Like, 
Well, I mean, he was on Brawl this week or last week. Oh, he got him fixed. Even yeah. though they even though they released a shirt, he got him fixed like right away. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like we've talked about the merchandise well, department. Get some moth guards or something for yeah. your match. Just That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, why not? Fuck <laughs> <laughs> it. I'm so, going there with a fucking helmet on too. <laughs> <laughs> Old Norman so, Smiley. So we're at the we're at the mark the six forty mark here, uh, Davey. I just wanted to mention that I saw a crabby on your arm. Oh yeah. So I really I'm a huge Pokemon fan as well. I really appreciate that. Uh, it doubles as uh, it. I am a Pokemon fan. Okay. Uh, but it also uh, doubles as my zodiac sign. I'm a Cancer. Oh so, okay. Yeah. Cool. cool. Um, I'm trying to get a uh, trying to book a Pokemon battle with Kylie Ray. Okay. We have her on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I would love to battle you too. I don't know if you do. Like oh, I yeah. battle with the 3ds. Great. So we'll set that up. Uh, but I guess I can't this tell is you how good I am. But no, that's fine. <laughs> I I played for like two years uh, competitively amongst friends, and then oh, I I've, I've been on <laughs> I've been on the, I've been on the couch though. So okay. I've, I've been on the shelf for a while. Um, I don't know any strategies. I look them up online. I'm like, holy crap! How do so these does people everyone. do this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll do the same thing. Um, but we're short on time. But any. Quick plugs that you guys, or just shout outs that you guys wanted to give. I appreciate you guys joining us as well. I think yeah, it's been a great conversation. Guys. Sure. Uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the Dirty Rook. Do not send me a friend request because I'm not going to accept it. Uh, that's just for my friends and my family. Okay. So. Uh, and, and YouTube, sorry, you can same thing. And YouTube, Dirty Rook. Oh yeah, YouTube. Uh, there's a secret. Uh, Video, video video coming out here soon. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Highly uh, entertaining, I promise. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, for any bookings or yeah. uh, any contact, you can reach me at uh, DavyVega85 at gmail.com, uh, Twitter at DavyVega85, uh, and then uh, on Facebook, it's just keywords DavyVega. I'm pretty uh, laid back about accepting friend requests. So. Yeah, and, and <laughs> if you, uh, you want to book me, just get a hold of Vega. <laughs> <laughs> I, the DMs are open. Are yeah. the DMs open? Yeah. Okay. The DMs are open. You hear DMs are open. Just uh, you have to. I mean, I, I think it works to where you have to follow each other to DM, right? Is that Not how it works? Instagram. Not on Instagram. No. Oh, okay. On well, Twitter. If, yeah, at Davy Vega eighty five on Instagram. If you want to DM me without a friend uh, invite. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> well, thanks All for right. joining, guys. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank, thank you for you. having us. Thanks, guys. Great. So that was our interview with the besties in the world. Really cool guys, as you can see. I have some unfinished business, too. Uh, I can just keep challenging wrestlers to Pokemon battles, so hopefully we'll make that happen. <laughs> I have yet My DS has made its way out of the bedroom and onto my desk. I've yet to fire it up, yet, though, yet. Okay. So that's going to be coming soon. I really enjoyed that interview. Really cool guys. Yeah, um, really easy to talk to. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, we had a shortage of mics. Yes. So... <laughs> Our, one of our friends lent us a mic, and it was not the greatest, so I do apologize for that. Uh, and I had that mic, so it's okay. Yeah. I made it work. Yeah. Um, and we were, Chris like got to the venue right before we did an interview, so we, we had a little bit more time than we did with Paco, but we were still a little bit strapped on time yeah. and like getting everything plugged in. So the interview was just a lot of me talking, so I apologize for that, but I think Chris is going to do all a lot good. of talking on this podcast. <laughs> Tell me about night two of the JLM, which I didn't get to make. Um, but night one... I was. I wanted to bring up some other things on the interview too to the besties, and I'm, you know, they said they'd be down to do it again, and uh, maybe we'll have them on again. But I was really interested in like, I should have told Fitchett how far I had him going in this tournament, 
Right. Because we filled out our brackets beforehand. Mm-hmm. I had the upset. You could call it an upset. You can call it an upset. Sure. Fitch it over Sammy in the first round. Uh, spoiler alert, that didn't end up happening. But uh, there were some other things like it would have been cool to have another 15 minutes with them, but they had to go do their thing, and we understand that. Yeah, for that, sure. So. Uh, great time. So do you want to get us right into – I'm talking uh, too much already, yeah, no, I can tell. You're good. You're good, bro. Go for and it. my nose is stuffy. <laughs> All I, right. I spent a weekend in Baltimore contracting diseases, and I came back. and. Well, you enjoyed a Bears game, which apparently was a good game. The last three Bears games I've been to have been mm-hmm. W's. I think I'm a good luck charm. No. And we only won three games last year, and I was at two of those games. Yikes. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I guess I'll keep going to Bears games. Hopefully yeah. we'll turn the season around. All right. So uh, night one, uh, I'm going to go. So the first opener was DJZ versus Andrew Everett. Yes. Uh, DJZ, again, that light-up suit always gets me, always pop for that suit. It's great. It was popping. He told mm-hmm. me the set that. He did at the Pro Wrestling Tea store opening went well. Oh, yeah. So That's what I, you got to ask a DJ, right? Mm-hmm. How'd the set go? That's what I said. And he's like, good. I was like, cool. Great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that your when are, info. When, when are you going to make it out there, bro? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, I sent Hector to do my bidding. Oh, okay. Hector got me a Bullet Club, Chicago Bullet Club shirt. Oh, yeah? And he, I owe him He went out bucks. there on Sunday, right? Yeah. It's uh, we, we talked about it on Saturday, and it's like, he, he was just scared of going over there because he's like, I'm not going to come out with bags. I'm going to come out with boxes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you have to you have to control yourself, right? And yeah, it's kind of hard, bro. Like, I, I was over there, what, Monday? And, mm-hmm. you know, I walked out with some merch. And I haven't been back since because I'm afraid I'm going to go get a shitload more T-shirts. Okay. Well, I just never go there then. And I'll just have <laughs> people get my T-shirts just, for me. Right. So it's... In yeah. fear of spending too much money. Okay. Um, so, Yeah. What do you what you think of uh of the opener of the big weekend? It was it was what an opener needed to be. I thought that all of these matches had like the per I thought they spaced them out and timed them out really well. All of these matches, I don't think this match went extremely long and it didn't need to. Uh, two two crazy spots I had written down. DJ Z did like a dive through the middle rope, kind of Sami Zayn's Sami Zayn style. Sami Zayn goes oh, under mm-hmm. the bottom rope yeah. into a tornado DT. DJZ was on the apron, did through the second rope um, into it, like a, I believe a tornado DDT. So that was a really cool spot. That spot stuck out to me. Um, it'd be cool to see Everett, Andrew Everett more. I know he's got stuff going on. And I thought the ending was really cool. Uh, Everett did a flip and landed on, uh, DJZ was on the ground. Everett did a flip and landed like on DJZ's two, two feet, like straight up in the air. Yeah. Mm hmm. Uh, so innovative stuff. Like they, I feel like they made a point to try new things and do new spots. Some spots that I've never seen before at AEW. So it was perfect. Yeah, it was good to see uh, Everett back and uh, DJZ picks up the win, right? Mm-hmm. Like we predicted. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, now ACH versus Kurt Stallion. Like to me, it was just going to be a match. Um, but I really enjoyed it. And as you drink some water, I'm taking a sip of water. I'm yeah. a, I'm I'm like a mess right now. So. Um, <laughs> At the last like two podcasts we've done, I haven't felt good. I yeah. have not felt great. I don't know what's wrong with me. Uh, I have a note here. For, first of all, Kurt Stallion, my first time seeing him, surprised me. Mm-hmm. It's funny to see he looks different. Him and Haskins both look, I felt like I had never seen him before, and they're on, I've only seen them, you could say, on Twitter match cards, if that makes sense. So like Haskins looks a lot taller on the on the, the match card than he, he does. He's not a tall guy, which is fine. He doesn't need to be. 
Um, Kurt Stallion, I felt like, because I'd never seen his work, on like the match card, it felt like to me, he was just from like seeing him on Twitter, it felt like to me he was going to be like a, a straight baby face, but he wasn't. He was not a baby face. No, he not was like at all. a weasel, mm-hmm. this guy. Um, I remember the two of probably the loudest, I have two loudest chops ever, as one note here. Oh, okay. From ACH on the Kurt Stallion. Yeah. They could have contended with Keith Lee's chops. For sure. And I've, as, as wrestling perfection, Ace Martino went solo set, Marche Rocket has the hardest chops. The hardest chops. All those guys kind of, you know, they're both overly muscular, gigantic, just gay, mm-hmm. and they just have paws, all those guys, and they just deliver fearsome ass chops. Yeah, those were some loud ass chops. Mm-hmm. So, um, in this match, ACH picks up the victory. Yes, he does. We had that. We had that correct. We have that correct. I think I only got a couple wrong during my bracket during night one. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I haven't compared them, but I will probably make a note of that yeah. right as we're going through the card. Um, Eddie Kingston versus Haskins. Actually, before that. Oh, go for it. Back it up. What would you do without me if I didn't take notes during this? Um, <laughs> look, I actually went ahead and I purchased night one and two. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Right, so night one was crazy, and and so just to kind of fast forward toward the end of the night, Carla told me this, which I didn't know you guys did. Like you guys were um, trying to get the the beer cans together or whatnot, like pick them up. Yeah. And she's like, "Oh, you know, we removed Charlie's chair, and it was like, you know, two three beers, and we removed Hector's chair to pick up his cans, you know, another couple of beers. Like, but we moved your chair, and it was full of beers. So like, really? I'm like, oh shit! Like, I'm not I, surprised. Are you? Um, I I was because I didn't feel like I had <laughs> drank that much. So I feel like you guys just shoved yours down underneath my chair, but that might have uh, been the case. We took, I think we drank like twenty four models between the three of us, which is no idea. But I don't had one. We did some work. I felt yeah. like we did some work. Um, so yeah, some. So I had to definitely go back and kind of refresh my memory. Like some of these these matches, like <laughs> I'm like, oh, I remember who won, but I don't remember exactly what went on. So yeah. I had to kind of go back and and do a couple uh, refreshers via you know Twitter. GIFs and and uh, the on-demand AEW um, Yeah, service. shout out to AEW's on-demand service. A lot of people don't know about that. Dude, and they, I don't think they've ever done that before where they release the show right after the show's over. Okay. So night one ended, and like by the time I got home or something, checked Twitter, it's like, oh, it's up, and it's hard cam view with commentary only, which it's fine. Like I'm like, now... Was Davey Vega in commentary? Uh, I... Did not listen to night one. I listened to night two. Okay. Night one, I I, I just skimmed through it, yeah. and I didn't listen to the audio. But yeah. he was up in the booth, so okay. I'm sure he's in there. So before the Haskins-Eddie Kingston match, there mm-hmm. was the David Starr promo. Do you remember the David yeah. Starr promo? Yeah, that was a really good promo. Dude, this was cinematically done. <laughs> yes. this was it, was it was only specific. Well, he might have taken bits from other pieces of video, but I don't know. But it was only specific to him. And that Eddie Kingston I quit yeah. match. Um, black and white had like shots of the match, had shots of his face real qu- real close. It was all about Eddie quitting. Mm-hmm. It's like he just kept repeating the phrase like Eddie right, quit. Right, because the, the match that they had was a night quit match. Right, where Eddie, Eddie Kingston just passed out, right? Uh-huh. He didn't actually quit. So. Right, and it was because of uh, interference by... Cobb. Cobb, mm-hmm. So it was, it was really well done, and it was a lot of... Just trashing the shit out of Eddie Kingston, mm-hmm. um, and then at I think at the end it was hashtag wrestling, but the E wasn't in it, right? So W R S T L I N G, 
Yes. I had to think about that for a second. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I think it's because I saw him tweet something that's like, we don't care about the E, meaning like he doesn't. I think it has to refer to him not giving a shit about Eddie Kingston either. It was like really vicious. Yeah. But like the best in terms of like, this thing was edited. Like production wise. Oh, yeah. This thing, like, I think I, not, and this is not to like, this is not to hate on AEW because they had like another really cool promo that they did. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this was like something maybe David Starr like did himself to, I don't know, like, or maybe it was a combination of both or maybe AEW did it as well. But like, right. this was like, Who knows, abo- but the- this was just like above and beyond what we have seen from any indie promotion. This isn't like a shot at AEW or anything. Right. So like, I feel, I have a feeling like just because AEW only has so much resources, I'm thinking like this might have been just like a David Starr thing. I don't know that for mm-hmm. sure. Or okay. like, maybe it was a combination of both. Right. Or maybe just this time AEW took their time because everything was so detailed, like the music in the background, those like quiet pauses when he would talk. Yeah. Like everything just tied up. Like in, at the end, it was like, I think we looked at each other. It's like, that was pretty badass. Yeah. I think the entire crowd was like in a good shock. Yeah. Like a sedative shock. Um, and it's obviously going to build to something. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. So we'll have, to, we'll have to catch that. So Askins versus Eddie Kingston was next. What What are your thoughts? Um, so it was the first time seeing Haskins. Um, yes. And uh, it was it was good, but it was just um, nothing memorable from that match. Hmm. I disagree. You disagree. This was my match of the night. Uh, okay. Yeah. I... Have never been. No offense, Eddie Kingston. I have never been. Uh, he's he's like an acquired taste. He's like sushi for me. Okay. You know why he's like I, sushi for me? No. Because, like, when you first when you're first like introduced to sushi, at least for me, it's like hard to get like kind of used to that taste and flavor. It's like mm-hmm. different. It's different than anything else. There's like a texture to it. You're eating like raw fish. Like some of the, it's like mental a little bit. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like sushi is just not like a hot dog or a slice of pizza where it's just like. Oh, you just, just pick mm-hmm. that up and yeah. devour it, right? So, like, I was slowly eating sushi in my life. Now, like, I eat sushi. Mm-hmm. I think Eddie Kingston was like that for me. Like, I didn't really, I didn't really, I thought, like, like he just has a completely different style than when we first, than all the other people that we were getting in the AEW. Like, yeah. there was no other, you could say there's no other really true street brawlers, in my opinion, except for, like, maybe Outlaw Inc., like, the guys he hangs yeah. around with. Mm-hmm. Even like low key, even low key does a lot of other stuff than like strikes. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. Um, so Eddie, like Eddie, I didn't like. I didn't really like his style. Like I wanted to see people doing fucking Canadian destroyers and like shit like that. The promos that Eddie Kingston does, where he like shows that he did cut that one promo right, where he was like emotional. Yeah. Uh, not not the in ring one that he cut in. Oh, I don't think you were at that show at Logan. Last time AEW was there, uh, he was telling us so. how, you know, it could have been the end of his career or whatnot. But that's when the the first match with with David Starr uh, was. But um, on screen, he cut a promo backstage uh, that night, and he he just was at a loss for words, right? Just kind of like soul searching, like yeah, like I don't know, like I don't know where I'm going. I don't know, like just like I don't know, like and he talked. He also got um, I think one of the the promos that they released before the JLM, he also was very emotional about 
the JLM and how much it meant to him and Correct. how good of a friend, you know, he, uh, uh, Jim was to him or, you yeah. know, how much he meant to him. Because he was one of the older AEW. So, mm-hmm. Like, he's been around for longer at AEW. Right. So, yeah, this definitely has given Eddie Kingston uh, a more real feel. Yeah. I like how transparent and how vulnerable he is in his interviews, if that yeah. makes sense. No, no, yeah, perfect sense. Because mm-hmm. that, it makes me feel, it's just like anyone, anyone, like, opens up to you like a friend or whatever they're like hey man like i got a lot of stuff going on in my life can i just talk to you for a second and then you're like sure like you mm-hmm. it's almost like i feel like eddie eddie's like kind of when he talks about like you know goals didn't work out for him or whatever like he's kind of like venting to us yeah and we're like there to like it's okay we're just dude. witnessing like, his journey and yeah we're witnessing you know. his journey like we're we're not perfect like it's cool i like how he just seems humble in those yeah. Um, interviews and also and because he's spilling because it's like true, you know he's right. spilling his guts out like he's not with Impact anymore. So, um, that and the fact that this was mostly like different than everything else because it was just street fighting, chops and kicks. Um, there was like slaps and people. I remember I have a note here that says someone yelled "Come on, you bitch." Okay. And so I think that was maybe Eddie, um, and. I think, like, at the beginning of the match, too, where, like, Eddie's, like, pretending to hide behind the referee and, like, jump around and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like, come on, hit me. Um, taunt Haskins, you could say. Um, and then I, th- all that combined with the fact that this was just different than anything else we saw that night. I think this is my match tonight, like, 100%. Um, like, you get, it's, it's hard. Like, there's that tag match that has an insane amount of talent in it. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I think that's what, like, if you notice a theme on our podcast, the things that we like are different. Like we like to pick out things that are completely different than like the rest of the show. Yeah. So I think this was that thing. Okay. And this was my match tonight, and I'm like, I am proud to say that Eddie, like, I, he's over now for me, Eddie Kingston. Like, um, I shouldn't say I'm proud to say that, but like, I'm shocked to say that. I guess he right. Say. It took you a while to to get that acquired taste. Yeah. Right? Exactly. I, but uh, I would I would be happy if he kept wrestling now. Like at first, I didn't, at first I didn't. That sounds bad, but like I want him. I want to keep seeing him at these shows. Is what I'm saying now. Sneak peek in tonight too. He tagged with Paco, so definitely really? a baby face move right there. Oh snap! Mm-hmm. That's an interesting tag team. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Take us All into right. the next. Uh, oh, they took a ten minute intermission to fix the ropes. Yeah. The that second rope was loose. That that became the bottom rope. Yeah, second rope was loose. It became the bottom rope. That was the le- the LVP of the night. That that rope, least valuable <laughs> player. Yeah, and uh, I mean night night two, like like things looked fine, but I was just like that stuck with me. Like just keeping an eye on the ropes and yeah, yeah. But um, all right. So next match was uh, Cobb versus Wentz. Mm-hmm. What did you think of that? I went to go get Modelo's and popcorn. I didn't see any of it. <laughs> I saw barely any of it. Well, what we know is that Cobb wins. Yep. And as predicted. so far, as predicted, yeah. And I had a, a Haskins, I had wrong. Yeah, because so we what, both had uh, Kingston on that right, one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Haskins won that. All right. Um, and then it was weird that we had Phoenix versus Trevor Lee as match number five. No. I, I, I mean, I thought, that. you know, champion goes at the end. Yeah, I mean, It's not but, the end of the tournament, therefore... Championship close. I think that's that was my thinking. So I, got, I was shocked. I no, I I, don't, I I think that's a fair thinking. But I had a feeling that Elgin Pento was going to be the main event because they were hyping it up so much. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, they did like a whole video on that. I, everybody cut promos, right? Everybody that was in the tournament, pretty much? Uh, no, I don't no, think so. Maybe not everybody, but I saw a lot of people cutting promos. Yeah. Um, but but um, I think this is kind of more about the JLM, so like, I'm not surprised that... That they put it right after... Yeah, I'm not surprised mm-hmm. that it was it didn't go on last. Cool. Uh, Phoenix retains. I think it was a it was a good match. Um, I don't know. Like to me, Trevor is losing some steam. Why is that? Why do you say that? Um, I don't know. I just uh, it might be unfair, but I'll compare it to Babyface Trevor Lee, where he like I'll be excited. I'll be looking forward to his matches. Okay. And now it's like, I know he's here. He's in the card, and I've seen him around, and he's taking some, you know, absence from AEW for a little bit. He comes back. But I'm just not looking forward to his matches. Like, I haven't seen any outstanding match in a while. Well, at least that I could remember right now. I think he needs a storyline. Maybe. I think he would thrive in a storyline, and I think he needs one. He's he's really good at talking, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, he talks throughout the like, whole match. in the ring, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, I think he needs a storyline. Because he did a little bit of comedy this match, but like heel comedy. Uh, remind me of some. So he uses TNA to his, his advantage. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is awesome. But he did like a thing. He always stops the, the announcer to make sure he says he's a. Correct. He did mm-hmm. like a thing too where he was trying to imitate like Phoenix and he like racked himself on the ropes. You know, Phoenix like. Oh, yeah. Around mm-hmm. too. And thank God like they switched the middle rope that was loose <laughs> yeah. to the bottom because Phoenix does like the. You know what he does? He does like the jump around where he like. He jumps from like the top to the middle like three different times before mm-hmm. he does before the arm he, drag. Yeah, finally. arm drag or leg drop, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So if he would have bounced on that second rope, that would have like fell. And yeah, it would have been pretty. Him. Yeah. By the way, like when we were in there early to interview the besties, I saw a dude going through the moves with Trevor. This isn't like an inside thing, but uh-huh. it was Phoenix. And I was just like, it didn't even hit me because like we were trying to get everything ready. Yeah. To interview Vega and Fitchett. And I was just like, in my head, I was like, who is that dude? Who is that dude warming up with Trevor Lee? Mm-hmm. He's like, he's really athletic. <laughs> like, I didn't even think. <laughs> Until the match happened, dude. you're like, oh. And I was like, oh, that's Phoenix. So I got a glimpse of him without his mask on. Okay. I don't know. I couldn't like sketch it out or anything. Uh-huh. But like, it was it it was just, it was my like, duh moment. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, this had a really good ending. A Mexican destroyer on Trevor Lee, uh, but then he countered with like a pin after it. Uh-huh. So think of that, like the destroyer, mm-hmm. but then like he counters with his own pin. If that makes, that's hard to it's hard to say moves but on you, here. You can't. I think I'm going to stop that. Well, just because like if Phoenix is delivering the Canadian destroyer, he like rolled forward then. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the Canadian destroyer ends with a guy basically pile driving someone. Mm-hmm. After that, like Lee rolled, rolled his butt forward. So then Phoenix was on his back, mm-hmm. um, and then it went straight into. Uh, after that, that was kind of like oh shit! Like Phoenix almost got caught off guard, and then Phoenix did like the Destino move where he like, but he didn't he didn't do the actual move. You know Destino Naito's finisher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he did like that whole kind of like where he swings around his body, and then he picked up Lee and did like a Rikishi driver, which I haven't seen oh. in a while. Like do, yeah, do you remember that? The, yeah, the Rikishi driver is kind of the, like the Mishinoku driver, right? Yeah, uh, it, it it no, not re- it doesn't have like the scoop slam effect, but like you just kind of put the per- person on your shoulder, uh-huh. and he stays there, and then you drop to your ass, and like yeah. his head hits the in between okay. your legs. So a little bit, mm-hmm. it doesn't have like the whole scoop right. slam effect, mm-hmm. but the ending is kind of the same. Um, 
and that was a finish. I, and like I think we were talking about like Phoenix doesn't use a finisher. Or at least like oh, you asked, right? Like, yeah, I was like, finisher? what's Phoenix's finisher? Yeah. But I thought that was like a really cool finish. Once again, like for me, you could pop me as a fan if like you take something that is expected and make it a little different. Mm-hmm. Like I thought the DJZ and Andrew Everett match did that. And then like the Mexican Destroyer where you think it's just going to be a regular Destroyer and then like Trevor really counters it with a pin. Yeah. Like that was cool to me because it's just different stuff. And then like phoenix doing the rikishi driver just like you know have all your same stuff in there but like find three or four spots switch it up a little bit switch it up and like to me that could be a really good match all right so now we have matt riddle sack saber jr versus keith lee and shane strickland a whole lot of talent in one ring we are spoiled yeah spoiled individuals i think that was your reaction at the end of this match right it was i tweeted it out during the match yeah it's just like sending a reminder to my future self <laughs> like uh-huh. you're a spoiled mother effer. You live in Chicago. I didn't even know Sexy Virginia was on the card. I hadn't seen him in a while. Yeah, you forget about it. Yeah. This but like the amount of talent that mm-hmm. was in this ring. Like these guys could have fought for real. It was real, bro. <laughs> Dude, <protect laughs> it happened. Protected. Yeah, like, like it was shocked. Shocked by the amount of this was probably a lot of people's match of the night, it which kind of sucks because it wasn't a JLI match. Right. Um but again, it was something different. You know, it's you ex- you went for the JLM and you got this humongous tag team match. Right. And this is just like another example of AW just loading cards with talent, which is a good thing. But they wouldn't even need this match. <laughs> they didn't even need this match. Right. I mean, you and talked it, about the LaSalle show where they didn't need Callahan versus AR Fox, but it was it still stole the show. Like Yeah. Yeah, right. It's like they just mm-hmm. insert they just inject like another steroid show stealer <laughs> into a card. That's already a show. Yeah. It's already like we would have paid money to see. It. I'm not complaining. I'm uh, just keep saying doing what it that. Is. I love it. I had a sequence here written down, but I think you should just go watch it because I'm sick of trying to repeat sequences and it's hard and to it's like hard explain, to explain the moves. moves. <laughs> yeah. But it had it had one of those really cool sequences that caught me off guard. I think it was like okay. near the end too. So it seems like the ending, a lot of the wrestlers are like, okay, how's our ending? Like, like let's make our ending really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so continue to do that because I think that's just really cool to have different endings um and not have matches end in like you know wwe will end like three matches in a night in a roll-up yeah and it's just like too much so it seems like got out of the way to make create really unique endings for the fans so xavier versus ar fox um it was cool to see xavier at a singles um i really enjoy him okay so it was cool to see that do you want to go into detail or because I think we need to speed it up here? Yeah. Um, Fox took an RKO like Rusev. Yeah. I was going to say, you were uh, going to say that? Did yeah. I steal your thunder? Sorry. No, no, no. It's good. Because I, I, we had just mentioned last week where I'm like, I love how Rusev takes the RKO. Yeah. And he did that. And he did that. Yeah. The bottom rope broke during this match. Oh, was it this match? It was this match. And okay. before that was the Ultimate Dragon promo. Oh, that's right. The Return of the Dragon, November 4th. November 4th in LaSalle, Illinois. Chris. Makes a trip to LaSalle, <laughs> buys Ultimo Dragons Max for $300. Colin, you've heard it here first. No, I'm not. I can't make it to LaSalle. You're going, dude. You're I, I, I want to. I wanted to, but. Who no. are you sending? The other mass culprit. Right. I need to find somebody that's going to scope it out for me, right? There's a mask guy in LaSalle. We <laughs> talked about this. He's going to get Dragons Mask. You're not going to have it, bro. Uh, it's, it's okay. It's okay. I got to let those is. things go. <laughs> I don't think it's okay. Who is uh, this other mask man? Reveal oh. yourself. 
Who is taking uh, Chris's so, luchador masks? No, so apparently, uh, you, there, we said this other mask guy because I, I wanted to buy Pentagon's mask. Right, and some uh, dude swiped it, right? He so he didn't buy it. Oh, like he was about to buy it, but then he didn't buy it. How'd you find out? Figure that out. Um, because I saw Pentagon tweeting. Uh, well, he posted on on Facebook or whatever where he was he was selling that mask. He's like, hey, I still have this mask. You know, is the one that I used in Chicago, whatever. Um, and then I talked to him on, uh, what was it, Saturday, Friday? Uh. And he's like, yeah, I didn't get to sell it. He's like, he, he wanted it, but then he didn't take it. So I still have it. So that's, that's not a that's, baller like you. That's coming. That's, I already told him, bring it back uh, November 3rd. I'm getting that mask. And, the return of the mask. <laughs> and yeah, so Ultimate Dragon is not happening. I don't have that big of a budget. <laughs> <laughs> I think Carla might have shot that one down then. Uh, yeah, probably. She, yeah. As soon as you suggested that, it's just like, no, it's not happening. Dude, do um, you remember Trent's joke? Trent had like dude, a really it was funny so joke. good. Yeah. He's like, Trent's like, so when are you guys going to get t shirts? You should get a t shirt, Carla. He's like, Carla 316, she just let me buy this shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was like, he, I laughed hard on that. Yes. Oh, by the way, I got some. If you have not had a chance to try Hemi sauce, and I need to bring you some sauce. Maybe when you're feeling better. Yeah, I'm feeling better. Uh, it's so good. I, I bought more Hemi sauce from Trent, and it goes really well with pizza. Okay. Or I uh, actually marinated some chicken on yeah. Sunday with some of that sauce. Where can we find the sauce? Um, I will have those links ready for you. Okay. I was not ready to plug <laughs> Hemi and Hemi sauce. I know. I put you on the spot. Uh, I do that from time to time, <laughs> if you haven't noticed. But uh, we'll definitely... Uh, Put a, put a link out there, and I'll mention it before we wrap up the show. Hemi is a rock band, yeah. but they have hot sauce. And they have hot sauce. They have uh, they just released some new hoodies. So if you're looking hoodie, it's fall season. Get some uh, Hemi uh, merch. Yeah, bro. I'm all about that sweatshirt weather right now. Yeah. I need to bundle up. I like go to bed in sweatshirts, which some people oh, don't do. I can't do that. No, I'm like full sweat suit. I'll just like <laughs> sweat throughout the entire just like, just like I lose like five pounds when I sleep. I like might, I, maybe I need to do that then if that's their salt. Oh, do you, you wake up? <laughs> you wake up, and after that shower, it's just like you're a whole new man. All right, it's fantastic. You don't even need to work out in the morning, right? Yeah, you're, you're already sweating. You do that you, wake up. you work out while you sleep. <laughs> you work out while you sleep. Multitasking at its finest. Exactly. Uh, so Air Fox One with a 450 splash. I had that one right. I think the only ones I had wrong were Fitchit. And uh, we're skipping ahead. Fitchett and, and the Haskins match. I only had two incorrect predictions. I had three. I had the Haskins uh, and uh, Penta. I thought Penta was going to oh, go. Oh, yeah. You, you had Cage, too, didn't you? And I, Yeah. You had four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I was not so good at my predicting. It's okay, bro. I'll forgive you. It's, yeah. <laughs> we forgive you. Um, all right. So you, you just said Cage went versus Myra Reed. Myra Reed won. This was a forward roll-up. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense to have a roll up here. Like I'm not hating it's, on roll ups, but this like yeah, this victory makes sense. It made sense. Cage like makes even though for being just a fuck like a machine. He's a machine. Like he does a good job of losing to guys like Myron, Myron Reed or like right. Putting I think them this over. tournament like if I think Myron Reed faced ACH a couple of months ago, whereas like I think I tweeted that. Uh, after that match, I'm like, okay, this is what put Matt, uh, Matt, there I go, saying Matt Reed again. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, the ACH match was the what put Myron Reed on the map, like for me. Okay. And this show, both nights, um, he faces Elgin on night two. Yes. Those matches were fucking amazing. Master, 
teacher versus the yeah. students. And we'll get there. Yep. Um, so Myron Reed wins versus Cage. Um, Callahan Fitchett, this is the one that we both had wrong. Oh, no, I, I had Sammy going. You had uh, Sammy. Oh, mm-hmm. correct. Yeah, so maybe yeah. you only had three wrong. Yeah, I had, had Sammy three. and you had Fitchett. Correct. So maybe you had two. I had two wrong. You had three, I think. Um, and then uh, do you want to talk about Sammy and Fitchett? Dude, we don't even need the bottom rope. <laughs> right. Just they, they took it off. It, yeah. Petition petition for no bottom rope. And, you know, to give credit to AEW, like that was like quick thinking and like decision making. Like To like, move it to the bottom and then and remove then it all together. It, like, fuck broke. it. Take it off. Like Yeah, that was quick, quick yeah. thinking. But dude, we don't even need it. I think. Well, you need it for rope breaks. That's probably about it, <laughs> right? But like, there's no DQ. Damn it, Fitchett. He should have gone for a submission, bro. Yeah, he, yeah, Fitchett can do submissions. Mm-hmm. He should have. Uh, but Sammy Zayn did that like diving S- forearm. Sammy Zayn. Sammy Z- Sammy Callahan. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, I told you names uh, was not our strong suit. <laughs> bro, we, we set the expectations ahead of time. All right, all right. I'm I'm sober too. Um, Sammy Callahan does the bottomless rope dive. And he has so much more room. Yeah. <laughs> there's no bottom rope. It's a little less impressive, but like still really cool uh, because there's not a rope there that he's avoiding. Um, so, yeah, maybe like every match, every other match, just like remove that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's try one match a night, no <laughs> bottom rope, and let's see what happens. Um, Sammy spit into his hand and then let the spit drip into his mouth again. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. I mean, he does a spit into the hand, and then he just lets you see that loogie drip into the ground. Yeah. But this time, he took it back. Took it back. (laughs) Took it back from the ground. But yeah, this was. I think this was a really quick match. Um, I still want to see... Like, obviously, we love the Besties, and the Besties had a fantastic segment after this match where Davey Vega Mm -hmm. came out. Davey Vega came out at the start, too, and said, complained why he wasn't on the bracket. Right. So it's funny because we had the interview with him. Uh, and we like we had talked to him about that. We had talked to him about bit. that. And then he probably knew that in his head, like, yeah, I'm gonna cut a promo. Mm-hmm. So that was like really a really cool follow-up. Um but he came out, said he's not on the bracket, that's bullshit. Uh I it's funny, it it's you know, people chant at Davy Vega, but mm-hmm. I wish sometimes they would just let the man talk. Cause okay. like, to hear the story. Like yeah. I want to hear what this guy has to say. Um it's okay. We know you're uh, David uh, Vega. Martin. One of four. One, <laughs> One of four. four. David Vega. One in every up. corner. One in every corner. Um, and then he said he was going to join the announced team. So I think he might be on commentary. For night one. Night one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he came out after this, and he was talking to Fitchett after Fitchett lost. And he was saying It was that, this like, whole thing about put on the jacket, right? Like, the jacket's going to make you feel better. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh-huh. you need to come back to tag with me. Uh-huh. Like, the singles thing isn't working out. You keep losing. And then, fit, and then like, at the, the end of it, the end of it made me pop out of my seat. And some people reacted around me. Some people didn't. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was, like, freaking perfect the way that they did this. Do you remember what they did no. at the end? Like, Fitchett almost, like... After all this, ha- all the talking, where like Davey was like, kind of talking down to him, but like encouraging him in a condescending way, mm-hmm. Fitchett like r- r- ran from the turnbuckle. It looked like he was going to attack Vega, and then Vega like kind of turned it into like a hug. Oh, so uh-huh. they embraced. So it was like you thought Fitchett was going to hit Vega for like a second, and then it turned into a hug. And then Fitchett just kind of like embraced the hug, and then yeah. Davey Vega like got, they didn't even walk out together. He like got out of the ring after. That. <laughs> yeah, it was a quick hug. I thought that was a great story. It's like shout out to the besties for um, 
Keeping always, us on our toes, bro. Always storytelling. Every yeah. single show, there's a story there. It's really cool. Um, and then final of the night. It's time for the main event of night one, JLM. Uh, Penta versus Michael Elgin. Big Mike. Penta was in some Under Armour, it looked like. <laughs> Is that what it looked like to you? Yeah. That was different. Oh, right. You want it different. I guess so. <laughs> um, oh, all right. So Michael Elgin did a hurricanrana. Yeah. yeah. I'm still like, dude, I don't know. Like, I haven't had the same feeling about Penta since like late season one, season two of Lucha Underground. Where I wanted that feeling in the return. Maybe I only mm. like Penta on Lucha. On Lucha. And not you haven't not, watched not Lucha. Bad. Not that he's bad at, at, at AEW. He's not. He's, he's really yeah. good at AEW. But, like, it's not what he is on Lucha. And you can kind of do the same things. Like, you can make yeah, him be a psycho. Yeah, you're not being limited over here. He needs to turn more into a psychopath. I want psychopathic Penta. Uh, uh, well, yeah, because, I mean, these this was a split. You know, like, the crowd was split. There yeah. were Seto Miedo chants, and there was a big mic chance. Yeah. So I was going to say is, like, until he, like, fully turns, like, heel and looks for that crowd hatred, maybe that's what he needs. But I, I, I just don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. I know. I want I want them to take some of these elements. This is not... Do, do not you remember uh, night one of the tournament last year? Did you go to that? Yeah, it was, was that night one last year. It was a uh, Penta versus uh, Sammy Callahan and that like death match. Into. Yeah, like that shit was okay. Crazy. Sure, mm-hmm. that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying he's bad, but like, I want I want an arm break. I want like him being on like one second away from like attacking you, even though he's like your friend. Mm-hmm. Like that's a Pentagon Junior. I've said this before. Pentagon Penta L zero. Um, excuse me. I've said this before, and I'm probably beating a dead horse, but like, I want him to turn crazier. He's not crazy enough for me right now. All right. Is that well, fair? That's that's a fair assessment. Okay. All right. We'll move on to night two. Okay. This is all you now, so um, I'm just going to sit back and let you talk. Uh, we're not going to make this a super lengthy episode. Um, <laughs> too late. <laughs> too late. Um, all right. So ACH versus DJZ. This match started exactly the same way how DJZ started the, the, the match um, versus who did he face on night one? Uh, Everett. Everett, yeah. Surprise attack. The match started quickly. Dive to the outside. And Hector Hector was there, too, uh, for both nights with us. Well, with me on night two. Classic. And we're like, like, it was like deja vu for a minute. It was a really good match. It was fast-paced. I obviously did not take notes, so I'm not going to go through moves and trying to explain all this Charlie nonsense at times. <laughs> hey, man, my notes, <laughs> my notes do well. Yeah, Carlo was like, Charlie was taking notes. Why weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> That's why. That's why we. That's why we do well together. Yeah, Charlie. Charlie, guys. Right. right. Don't shame my schedule. Uh, I wasn't there. Don't shame my schedule. All right. So, DJZ goes over on this match. Oh, I had that right. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And Elgin and Myron Reed match two of the night. I was blown away. It was just uh, they told a very good story. Like Elgin is the big guy. Myron Reed is gonna come at you fast. And after so many kickouts and. Uh, you know, obviously false finishes, whatever. Uh, I can't remember the end of this match, but I just like I know that I was like, "Holy shit, this is match two, and we already got match of the night." Really? Yeah. You're uh, match of the night. Uh, I think so. But okay. then uh, the Callahan and uh, Haskins match was also really good. Okay. So um, yeah, like I tweeted a little bit throughout the night. Uh, that match, I think it's a contender for like 
one of the like AEW top matches okay. that I've seen. If if you're listening to this podcast and you can't watch the entire show, the those like match of the nights, right? So like the first night, Haskins and Kingston. The second right. night, probably uh, the tag match that involved like Strickland, Lee, right, uh, Riddle, ZSJ, etc. And then probably uh, like the main event with Elgin and Penta. If you're listening to this now, or excuse me, excuse me, if you're trying to watch night two, you're saying like take time to make sure you watch Elgin Reed. Elgin Reed okay. is great. Now AR five. So then, so obviously Michael Elgin wins this one. Uh, yep. And it took like, and I remember the finishes. Like it took like three power bombs, like one off of the top rope, uh, top turnbuckle. Okay. Um, so yeah, he definitely, and I, you know, Elgin just put over Myron Reed with, with the storytelling. Like we're again, Myron Reed is, it, it, it's, it's one, one that you want to follow throughout the Indies, yep. see what he's doing out there. So right. hop on that train uh, now, right? Yep. Cause it's taking off. Um, choo-choo. <laughs> AR Fox versus Cobb. So this literally took AR Fox's pants off. Like so, after several moves, I think Air Fox's belt breaks. What kind of pants car- is he wearing? Was he wearing pants? those weird parachute parachute pants? Yeah, like he he always wears those. Were they cargo? Or were they that? Like f- car- no, it was like green cargo pants, I think. So they weren't that swishy material. Oh, because that was the swishy material. You didn't like it. The parachute pants, yeah. are like the swishy yeah. material. No, so these these were cargo pants. Like okay. he, like he was trying to fix it, fix his belt, fix his pants, like for a couple, you know a couple of sequences and then they're like i think that was just like fuck it you're taking off like the pants. bottom rope yeah exactly did he, well, what did he have on underneath just like uh, he had some uh no kind of like uh it was an american flag printed like leggings or tights okay um so yeah he just wrestled with those he finished the match with those okay um cob wins obviously because the you know we we all i think a lot of people know what the outcomes are here um whereas as far as the the main event here yeah so that's why i'm like obviously jeff jeff wins but uh uh, he was our prediction he was my prediction so um callahan versus haskins this is one again that you want to check out for sure and i think uh right off the bat cammy sammy was uh seeing how he's wrestled haskins all over the world they shook hands but then it just started blow after blow on the mic uh no 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 mic oh just just before the match started yeah in the ring Sammy um, should always talk any chance he gets. I think that's yeah. great, like on the mic or not on the mic. But And this seemed to be over. It was going to be over pretty quick, but then uh, your boy interfered. Who's my boy? Uh, JT. I said your boy because you were, you know. The, yeah. yeah, we had an email exchange. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he interfered and he was ready to get down and dirty, but he gets beat up by, by Haskins um, and that gives time. To, for the match to sort of restart all over again. And, okay. And then they go into, you know, back and forth stuff. Okay. Um, so was check there that any, one out. Was mm-hmm. there any weapons used? Uh, chairs. Okay. There was plenty of chairs being used. Seems like these guys would go to that. Yeah. Um, they were provided by, again, JT. Uh, all right. So, dude, Teddy Hart. So did you... So what, what was your... Dude, when I they did, announced Teddy Hart, what was your reaction? Dude, I just don't know a lot about him. Everyone's Neither like, did I. Everyone's like... You, everyone's like, you have to see him. Yeah. Everyone's like flipping out about it. I, 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 Educate us. I did not remember. Well, I did not remember much not of you, him if like I did fans. watch any. Yeah. 
um, I know their reaction was great on you know social media, and I was like, I'm gonna give myself some time to go look him up and see what's up. I didn't get a chance to do so, but okay. um, when he wrestled, so he wrestled, uh, you know, in this card versus Stephen Wolf, Brian Cage, and Andrew Everett, right? Fatal four way. Fatal four way. It was fatal. Um, like he he definitely caught my attention. Like he has some pretty good moves, although some might say it's a bit repetitive. Because okay. he did that backstabber one too many times, in my opinion. Okay. I, I feel like maybe that was his finisher, okay. I, which I don't know. Again, I don't know much about him, but he definitely caught my attention. Okay. Um, it seemed like his pants were made out of uh, Bobby Roode's robe, though. Okay. They <laughs> yeah. didn't come off, right? No, they didn't come <laughs> off. Okay. Um, but yeah, so he did some like crazy dives. Okay. Um, high spots, the sequences that these guys put together... I mean, you got Stephen Wolf and Everett, right? So right off the bat, you know that there's gonna be some high flying moves, and yep, uh, you know Cage was there to catch you know them. catch catch them all, Pokemon. Yep. So um, good reference. Yeah, yeah, we know you're you love for Pokemon, you for so I'm mm-hmm. trying to plug them in there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I really enjoyed this match. Uh, definitely look at uh, it was one to you know keep an eye on. Uh, Teddy Hart again. I think he is booked again for another match with AEW so I would not be surprised if I see him again Teddy Hart um, is back Teddy Hart is back um, hopefully because he I really I really enjoyed it um, Elgin versus DJZ okay um, right so these two advanced and they're what is it the semifinal now yeah that's the semifinal mm-hmm. um, again Elgin just del- I, I don't know like I don't want to like when I praise Elgin in, the, in these matches I don't want to take much from the other competitor, right? Because it takes two to tango. But I believe in that. You know, Elgin, like in any match that he's in, like, and and you know, he he's just too damn good. Like, I can't, like, I can't look. You know, I don't know. I need to look, do some digging around to see if there's a bad match out there. <laughs> if there's a bad Elgin match, right? Like, uh, it, <laughs> he's just great. If you were to like one to ten scale his last fifteen, we've talked about this too. Like fifteen, it just the number just keeps growing. Yeah, it's just like, it's just like it starts at maybe eight, and then it just like goes up from there. Yeah, there's like or there or there's like twenty nine point fives or like Like I, this guy is so good. Yeah. Um. uh, So Elgin goes over, Callahan versus Cobb. This was just an ambush attack, and if the match ended within. Three minutes, I believe. Who ambushed um, who? Cobb. So Sammy Callahan comes out. Um, and I, Yeah, okay. Were so they Cal- cutting time? or? No, I don't know, but it made perfect sense to me. I think it was just the right storytelling. Okay, here, cool. Uh, where Sammy comes out, you know, does his entrance. Um, well, he doesn't even make a full entrance. Uh, as he's walking out of the back, Cobb follows right. Sorry about that. That's my phone. Classic. Um <laughs> So yeah, Cobb follows him right at you know right goes right after him, ambushes him from the back. Cool. A couple of suplexes uh, toward the islands. And that was it. Uh, and it was pretty much over. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, like I think it was like cool. How like, did you feel seeing Sammy get squashed? Basically, it wasn't a. Squ- it didn't feel like a squash. It didn't feel like a squash. No, because I like it, it was fine. Like I think it felt like, like part it, of the story. If he's gonna lose, like this is the right for, way for him to lose. That's like, like the shit Sammy's been doing to people. Not like. Not like the ambush part, not like beating mm-hmm. him in, you know, two minutes, but um that's interesting. It would have been cool if like Cobb had like someone come out with him too. 
like um, a double attack, right. but I don't know if he like maybe, maybe star. like David Star made yeah. a cool appearance. But so he he you know he gets the pin and he doesn't just walk out like he like does another tour of the islands on Sammy like making sure like you're you're gonna stay down. Yeah. So that premium uh, tour, huh? Yeah, we're gonna go around one more time, <laughs> see right. all the islands in this helicopter. Um. So then they're gonna you, you know they're gonna let us breathe with some um. You know, uh, some comedy stuff here because we have... So the Besties are back. I didn't know they were going to be back on night two. Nice. So the Besties are back. And then Paco is teaming with Eddie Kingston. And we also have uh, the team of Connor Braxton and Kurt Stallion. Okay. Um, so this had some comedy spots. Uh, for like the first 10 minutes of the match, it was just chance. The fuck you, Vega, chance. Of course. Uh, there were... Bunch you know, of haters. <laughs> Like fuck you, Braxton. Uh, chance. Those are fine with uh, me. <laughs> Paco, Chance. Uh, everybody was getting Chance except Fitchit and Kurt Stallion. Really? Yeah. I think we need to figure out what's a good chant Dirty for Fitchit. Dirty Rook. Dirty Rook. Probably, but you know we'll see. Uh, but yeah, let's push Paco. <laughs> let's that could push work. Paco. Um. So in this match, uh, who went over? I oh, I think you, um, you should. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was there. <laughs> uh, so Braxton attacks Paco with the with the ring bell, okay, and hits him from the back, which I think this furthers their storyline. Um, they've been feuding for a while. Yeah, I believe Fitchit somehow gets the pin on Paco. Okay, uh, either Fitchit or Davy. I think it's Davy who takes the pin. Who if it would make, make more sense for it to be Davy yeah. in mm-hmm. like yeah in a sneaky Davey. way. Yeah, yeah. In a sneaky way. Everybody's yeah. down and Paco just got hit with the bell. So oh, let's not use the word sneaky. I'd say opportunistic. It's uh, very opportunistic sure. individual. <laughs> very smart. Now, uh, so semi main event: uh, Phoenix versus uh, Phoenix and Pentagon versus or Penta versus uh, Desmond Xavier and Zachary Wentz. Oh, so, all these champs, all these champs. I tried getting that chant going, but oh, that was every champ. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everybody's holding uh, gold in that. Is Carla? Is Carla blowing you up? Uh, no, you better not be. You better not be on ProWrestlingTees.com <laughs> with Charlie. No, uh, you know, I just somebody. That was, my invitation that was your invitation of Carla. Okay. <laughs> that did not sound like her at all. <laughs> this match, so Desmond and Secure Wentz. So Desmond comes out with a, a Penta mask. Oh, and yeah, I saw they had masks on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you and buy those after? No, I didn't buy those after. Okay. Uh, which I thought it was pretty cool. Um, and for a while, um, so Penta and Desmond started off the match, and uh, Desmond was mimicking every move that Penta was doing. So, because okay. he was wearing the Penta mask. Was he doing um, like the backstabber and like the. No, like move as in like he was mimicking like, you know, Penta will move to the right. He oh, to the okay. Right. Like, so, it was like, <laughs> so then the, the crowd had, uh, started a who's who chant who's who who's who uh, it was pretty funny Ooh. um so this had some comedy to that but then uh it went down to business um and you know having all these all these guys mm-hmm. you know definitely it was a recipe for high flying uh crazy move combinations dude i'm proud of your note taking right now no notes bro no notes no notes so what are you reading off right now uh i'm just looking at the card oh okay yeah. Well, I'm proud of your memory right now. Yeah, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, I told you I, you know, glanced at this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at a- com. Ondemand.com. It got down to business uh, like Mulan. Uh, I don't know. You don't get it. That's fine. Continue on. Jesus. Yes. Disney Channel. Uh, or Disney uh, movie. <laughs> All right. Anyway. 
So uh, Phoenix and Penta get the win. Okay. Uh, it's a pretty cool move. It'll be super hard to describe. It's a combination of a Mexican surfboard <laughs> with some other stretchiness going on. So okay, Mexican surfboard. Yeah. Um, you know how I learned all my moves is playing WWE No Mercy, SmackDown, or SmackDown. Yeah. Create, a, create a character is how I learned all my moves in any wrestling yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was called the Mexican surfboard. Yeah, so. no, that's a. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what that is. Because yeah. I think some people just call it the surfboard. No, uh, but I figured it's is, Phoenix is that and like Penta, the destroyer, so. where it's like whatever <laughs> a Canadian name, surfboard, a Canadian uh, surfboard. I don't, I don't uh, even uh, know English that. surfboard, yeah. whatever, whatever nation you're from. It just turns it just into turns that. into that. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't know, but okay. uh, this is a really good match. If you want to be entertained and really see why these guys are all champs, check that match out. Cool. Um, Elgin versus Kav, main event. We predicted Cobb to win this whole tournament. We did. But I think, you know, retrospectively looking at it, it was written on the wall all along. Yeah, that's very true. Right? Like, the, like shame on us for not even realizing Elgin, how much this yeah. tournament, how much Big Mike, like Jim, Lyman, or Lynham. I said, there, that's, that's what I was saying it wrong. It's Lynham. It's Lynham. It's Lynham. I probably said <laughs> Lyman in the past. It's okay. Lynham. See, I refrain from saying it because I think I'm going to mess it up, so I just say JLM. Yeah, that's probably what I should do. But, like, he, he – we forget that Elgin has been around a while, too, yeah. in AEW. So it makes sense to, to have him win because like, he probably it, knew Jim really well. Right. So he knew Jim well. Um, there's history with Elgin and AEW. Um, but just when I said hindsight 2020 and looking at how everything was laid out, we just said it. Elgin has been winning for – or, or providing great ma- in great matches yeah. for I don't know how many cards now. Yeah. You know, Cobb, sure, he's looking like a beast, but that's recent, you know, yeah. in the last couple of months. But Elgin, just any match that he steps into, it's and, a match of the night candidate. And we were convinced he was going to take the title off of Sammy, and that didn't happen. Right. Like, I was convinced he was going to do that. Mm-hmm. And so this is like a good consolation. It's not a consolation prize, but this is like a good way to still like have him win something really big. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it was like I think Elgin winning this was like in disguise, right in front of us the whole time. It was right under our nose, as you said. Yep. Uh, which is cool. Like I'm not even mad because we weren't keeping score. The brackets was a fun thing. Like so, I'm not mad that Cobb didn't win. Um, I'm at least proud of myself that he went that far. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, really proud and happy that Big Mike is getting the credit he deserves, or at least he should be. Right. And, I mean, if you look at, you know, a bunch of people in this card or, you know, some talent in this card, like, he, they, they've all been trained by him. Yeah. Know, at least to some extent. Paco, Reed. Paco, Reed. He's probably uh, the people I don't know. Wolf, I think. Wolf. Um, and, you know, like, I'm sure he's he had, he's had a hand in some other guys that we don't know, but... Like, and I believe definitely. in our interview... They said uh, the best he said he was like extremely professional. So, yeah, like I haven't heard a I bad did. thing about Elgin. He seems he mm. seems kind of like an Undertaker backstage. How he's a leader, you know? Yeah, yeah. What? Like, there's some like outside of wrestling world stuff that I heard about Mike. Uh-huh. I don't know how true that might be, but okay. I mean, I, I try to keep that separate. Like, yeah, what what he does when I, I always go, keep that separate. Like, yeah, like, I do the same with like. Well, this is controversial, but like. You could say like, but like, okay. The thing with Chris Benoit, I'm uh-huh. not going to, I'm not going to like not watch his matches or like give him credit for the amazing in ring work he did. 
Mm-hmm. Like obviously he did a terrible thing, right? Right. But his in, his his in ring stuff is like still. Like, yeah, I still love really good. Love yeah, the Chris Benoit matches. I still will always love Chris Benoit matches. Uh, so separate the two. Like even Sting, my favorite of all time, had some painkiller problems like outside. Right, and you know, not, no they, one's perfect. Right. Recently, we t- we've yeah. been seeing the wave of um, Eddie Guerrero stuff, right? Like, like they've been doing mem- memorable mentions of of Eddie and whatnot, like because he was a great performer, but he also had his demons or whatnot. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Elgin is your a new JLM tournament winner. Yes, your most recent and your yeah. new. Uh, so last year, just a quick reminder of last year, it was uh, Chris Hero, a.k.a. Cassius Ono. Yep. Now it's Big Mike, um, and now the journey begins all over again. So Windy City Classic then is Big Mike and Phoenix, Ray Phoenix, if he can keep if it? If Phoenix keeps the title, I believe so, and that's in December now. Uh, the Windy City Classic usually happens in November. It got moved to December. So Okay. Um, I think that might still be in uh, Logan Square. Okay. So we'll check that out. I think this concludes the big weekend, right, of wrestling, at least for me. It was a lot of wrestling. Yeah, it was so much. There's always so much. There's always so much. There's but always so much. It's so good. It's yeah. been, you know, AEW, again, huge props for... It's so much and so good. I wish I could get paid, like, to just watch all this wrestling. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that'll be ideal. Again, if you want to check these uh, both nights out, they're available at awondemand.com. Uh, you could pay the subscription service or um, I think you can buy these individually there already. Um, it's a hard cam side with commentary. Nice. So you got you it go. all. You got it. I, that was like the perfect plug. Not even going to say anything else. All right. Well, yeah. just remember, if you want to reach us, we're at two heels in a face dot com at two heels in a face on Twitter. That's Charlie, the number two. That's the number two. And Charlie is at Chuck underscore Colorado. Yes. Like the like the state. Like the state. Um, and I am Compadre Chris. com, SoundCloud, iTunes. Leave us a review. Hashtag Push Paco. See ya.